Welcome to Third Eye Science. I'm your host, Susan Bontune. On this podcast, we'll be exploring the lines between science and spirituality. As a scientist and a yogi, I've found that these two realms do not have to be mutually exclusive. With the mind of a logical scientist, I've navigated my own spiritual journey with a curious and open mind. I'll share lessons and tools I've found along the way and have compelling conversations with spiritual leaders, teachers, yogis, and fellow travelers about their experiences and practices. In this age of information and misinformation, it's time to interpret and understand the world with your third eye. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the podcast. I am super excited to announce my first sponsor for the podcast. I occasionally get contacted by companies on Instagram to be a brand ambassador, and it's never really felt in alignment for me um, due to the brand's values and you know not only what they're selling, but how they operate. And after I was recently contacted again by one of these fast fashion brands, I thought, what brand would I want to sponsor me? Or would I be happy to be a, a brand ambassador for? And I had just bought a pair of leggings from a company called Shakti Warrior. And these leggings are literally the most comfortable leggings I have ever worn. I've been doing yoga for well over 20 years and they're so comfortable and super cute. And, um, I just thought, oh, I should reach out to them and see if they want to work with me. And so anyway, I reached out to them and they said they'd love to work with me. So they, another thing about this company, they originally started, by, by as a woman who was frustrated that she couldn't find a sustainably made high quality and beautiful yoga mat. And so then it grew into this company, this woman owned and, and run brand that sells sustainable cork yoga mats, clothes, and accessories. Another cool thing about them is they, they work with the Institute of Learning, Culture, and Art to help provide jobs to socially disadvantaged women. So if you want to, if you feel called, check out their yoga mats, clothes, and accessories at shaktiwarriorshop.com and use the code WARRIORSUSAN, all one word, all caps, for a 10% discount. And I'll link it in the show notes as well, but I would love to um, know what you think. And you could tag me and Shakti Warrior, and then you'll let us both know that um, this is a valuable partnership. All right. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Third Eye Science. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome back. I feel like 
I haven't done a solo episode in a few weeks because I haven't. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the episodes with Christy and Satdev Beer. Pretty magical, right? And if you haven't listened, I definitely highly recommend going back and listening. And I really do recommend going back and listening to the first episode that I recorded with Satdev Beer episode number eight and the bonus transmission. I, I re-listened to it right before doing the, this interview. So it was just really powerful again. And what I feel like I'm talking about today is your perception of the world and, and how it's a choice to perceive the magic and the miracles or not. Like there's a lot of really heavy stuff happening right now. There's a lot of chaos there. We're in the midst of this very real, very tumultuous transition on the planet collectively And yet there are so many things, um, situations, experiences to be grateful for and to really truly see as, as miraculous and magical. And so I thought I would talk about a a few of the examples in my life. I just, um, like I said, you know, there's, it's intense. I'm not going to lie. Like everybody, I think all of us can agree that what, no matter what your situation with what's happening right now, so, you know, this global pandemic, the, it's like, are we out of the woods? Are we not? It's like become this super political thing. There's a lot of shaming going on around like, I just don't like the energy. My, I'm not a big fan of this energy of shaming people who won't wear masks. <laughs> and, and look, I am, I'm a scientist. I, I have yet to, um, I haven't done, you know, a ton, like super thorough research on this, but I have also seen, I think it's healthy for us to question authority at this point. Um, that said, I am at home alone. I, the only time I see other people is outside. Um, I go running with one friend. I'm going to have dinner with her outside, you know, her and her fiance this week. Like that's the kind of stuff I do. I have, like, I did have a couple of friends from Southern California come visit me but it's very isolated and I don't go to work and then, you know, expose other people. I have other people that I, you know, go for hikes with, but again, it's all outside. And, and then also when I go to the grocery store, which is really the only place I, I go indoors is I, I wear a mask because here you have to, like, they will not let you in if you're not wearing a mask. Um, so But what I, you know, there's definitely this whole vibe of like, you're dumb if you don't wear a mask (laughs) 
on this is happening online on the media, not just social media, but all over the media. And, um, you're also like a selfish asshole if you're not wearing a mask. And I just don't, you know, I don't, I don't like the, that feeling of like shaming. I, I know that there are places where you have to wear a mask, even outdoors, like on the streets. And there are parts of Santa Cruz County where that's true. Um, and I just, I kind of avoid it, frankly. And, and I know people, I have had friends talk to friends about like going to the beach and they, it's get it's more and more crowded right now. We're in the midst of a heat wave and it's, it can be crowded at certain beaches. And I mean, once you get down on the beach, it's not super crowded, but just getting down there, like people who, if you're not wearing a mask, that people give you the evil eye, I guess. And it's like, (laughs) and at the same time, I understand, like I am also, um, very, um, receptive, like, you know, I'm receptive and I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. Right. And I don't want to be the asshole not wearing a mask (laughs) because, because I'm selfishly not willing to. So that's, it's like, I have these back and forth feelings about all of it. And as many of you may or may not, my, um, yeah, I was talking to a friend who said, she's like, well, you know, I felt that way in the beginning and now I'm more comfortable with it. And I think it's just because I'm getting used to it. And I'm like, well, or you've now been programmed because everyone (laughs) is wearing a mask and (laughs) it looks and feels normal now. Um, and that's just like the, my process. I thought, I don't, I don't, honestly didn't plan on sharing that. <laughs> so somebody apparently needed to hear it. Um, I, I really wanted to get, so that's like one side of what's happening. Right. And then there are people who are, you know, who are sick and genuinely worried about being in that vulnerable position of, you know, like, I don't want anyone to, around me to get sick because of me. Um, I also, there are so many people who are losing jobs and, um, or have lost their job. I know many people personally. Um, it's, so it's not just like, this isn't, you know, this isn't just certain classes, races, sectors, areas. It's like across the board, I know people. Um, and then, you know, I know many teachers in my life and I know many parents in my life. Like this is a very big deal. Like what's happening right now with schools and it's such, um, a contentious issue. And again, it's become politicized and, um, at the same time, like, you know, my sister is a teacher and she's being told that she's, she's, so they don't, um, in New Jersey, they don't start until after Labor Day. Here, schools have already begun. But um, what they're planning in New Jersey, and that schools here have begun virtual. So they're completely virtual. But um, in New Jersey, they're planning on doing half day. And my teacher, my sister's supposed to teach three classes in a row, one hour each. 
and they're just trying to move the kids really fast. So they literally like the bell rings and you have three minutes to get to your next class. And my, the teacher then has to clean the desks and the, during those three minutes, apparently has to clean the desks and the chairs and prepare the classroom for the next group of kids. And then like, when does she get to go to the bathroom? <laughs> like <laughs> never apparently like, I mean, it's just, it's a huge impact, not only on the students, but on the teachers and, and on parents, of course. Right. So now the parents who are, so then the kids in New Jersey are going for half the day and then coming home for half the day and doing distance learning for half the day. And that's more like they're working on their own and then have times where they can check in with the teachers, I guess. Whereas the, here in California, they're like lecturing and holding class for many hours a day virtually. It's so intense. And as someone who has been working for, from home for five months, it gets, you know, it's just, it's like, it's kind of exhausting to be online and on Zoom calls all day long. And I just, there's something about the Zoom calls that make it so much like more intense than it was when I was just working at a computer at work. <laughs> I had, um, I don't know, I just at work, I was better at taking, taking breaks and giving myself a break and going outside. Like I had longer days when I went to work and then I would have every other Friday off. So that, so I had to take a lunch break, like, and I would go for a run at lunch. So anyway, that's, that's again, is like, it's just part of our, our new reality right now. Right. And, and when people talk about what, you know, what it's going to be like in the future. It's like, we have no idea and maybe it can be better. That's what I have been trying to help people see and like understand or, or actually just hold that intention for all of us. Cause the more of us who hold that intention, the better, the more likely that we can create it. We can create a new reality that it's not going to look like it used to but it may be better. And actually, I truly believe it will be better. It's just we're in a process, right? And so at the same time, I had this week of like a lot of wins, really. Like um, I, you know, released that podcast episode with Sot and I, um, he in last week, in our MU module, we were doing crystals was our was the module. And um, he was talking about these crystals called Vogel wands and you can, I'll, I'll link to a picture of one. Um, there are these incredibly beautiful quartz crystals that they shape very precisely, um, where it's wider at one end and then it tapers to a point and it's this super powerful crystal. And as he was talking about it, I got this ping that he would find one for me. <laughs> and so, 
And then um, at like not two seconds later, he said, I'm going next this week. I'm going to a, yeah, because he was in Sacramento and he was going to Mount Shasta and he was going to a, a crystal shop that has many Vogel ones and, and I was like, oh, of course. So then I texted him <laughs> and I just said, I'm open to receiving, you know, to uh, buying a Vogel wand if you find one that is, because I completely trust him. He knows me. He knows my soul. He knows what I'm, how I'm working in the quantum field. He knows how I work with crystals. And so I knew that he would find it. And he would, you know, a crystal would say to him, okay, this is the one for Susan. <laughs> so, so he did, he found one. Oh my gosh. I was so excited. He sent me, and then he went and activated it on Mount Shasta in these beautiful streams and like in these vortex, you know, multiple vortexes <laughs> on Mount Shasta. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> And I don't like to use the word insane, but it's just like so out of this world made me so happy. And he was so happy to do it. Like it just was so sweet. And so um, he he buys crystals and sells them. So it wasn't like out of nowhere for me to ask him to get one for me. Um, and then I wound up buying a whole bunch more because he sent more pictures and more videos. <laughs> And I'm in the midst of a refinance, many of you may be as well on your mortgages because the mortgage rates have gone down so low and um, it has literally taken, I'm not in the midst, hopefully in the end of this refinance, but it involved, let's just say last week involved multiple phone calls with loan officers and then the mortgage, my current mortgage company who's just like so apparently backed up and or inept <laughs> that they won't send my new loan officer the the uh, payoff. Basically, you have to get an exact number, right, of what the mortgage will be paid off. And so it involved like a phone call with the loan officer who's this really sweet woman in Ohio <laughs> And then she's like completely stressing out that this mortgage company is not getting back to her. She said, I've never had this happen. Every other bank gets back to me within 24 hours. And she's like, it might be worth you, you trying as the customer. And so I called and then got them her on a three-way call with this other mortgage company and they were, or just the bank, I guess. And they were, um, yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things that could really drive you crazy. And I was just laughing like this is, and I told the woman, I was like, listen, after she, she was like so apologetic and so sweet. And I said, listen, as long as we close, cause we were supposed to close on Monday and I'm recording this on Sunday and it's not, there's no way that's happening, but it's, I said, as long as I don't have to pay the September mortgage, like as long as we don't go into a whole nother month, you know, as let's just get it closed before the end of August. And I was like, you don't need to 
apologize or stress about it. I know it's not your fault. And so I was able to like see this, like I know, I trust. I knew I got the ping exactly what day to call my mortgage broker and, you know, get the rate that I wanted. And then it's taking 70 days or more to close, but I don't, it doesn't matter. (laughs) I got the rate and at some point I'll be saving money. (laughs) Um, so it's like all these things that are just happening that feel like heavy and dense and, um, and I'm just choosing a higher frequency perspective. So, you know, I have that and then I have Satyav Beer finding me the most beautiful crystal and then activating it at Mount Shasta, right? And then I also at work, very, very busy at work. We're producing all these, just putting out tons of content. Um, and we, <laughs> this, we got asked by our funders who have this fellowship that, um, they, they normally have this really big event and for their fellows and obviously they can't have it. Um, they normally have it at the aquarium and, and, and it's this big, huge thing. They fly everyone in. So they're doing this virtual event and they asked us, you know, to do a little virtual tour kind of thing of Imbari. But then also they asked, they're going to do a five minute meditation at the beginning of every, um, day. Cause it's like three to three or four days long. And they said something like, you know, we were, we would like a video of maybe a videos of, of deep sea animals, beautiful ocean animals. And then the woman afterwards, you know, so we kind of were like, yeah, we can make that happen. Which is with just like mellow music, make it meditative. The, the Monterey Bay Aquarium has done a, a series called Meditations that that's what inspired it. And so we, then she emails my boss back and says, oh, and if you happen to have someone who's, you know, on your staff and maybe is a biologist and a meditation teacher, maybe they could record, um, you know, maybe they could do a guided meditation. <laughs> and Heidi was like, does this person know you? <laughs> And so I made this, we made this video and I worked with my science communication fellow and she, she put out, you know, created the video. It's just beautiful video of this comb jelly, this deep sea comb jelly. And I recorded a five minute guided meditation and then she put it together and we released it on Friday because Saturday was national relaxation day. I mean, we just thought it would be fun, but we're going to do a whole series and, you know, maybe help people. I think it can be really useful for digital learning, like start your at home distance learning, start your day with five minutes of a video. I keep it super, super simple. And it's just really the breath and Um, it's definitely for the audience who are not meditators, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> but I mean, what a fun project that I got to combine my my two two of my favorite things, deep sea animals and meditation. <laughs> it was just really fun to put it to produce it and then put it out and people love it. And so I'll link it in the show notes. You can check it out and let me know what you think. Um, and we're going to do, yeah, a whole series. The next one, Vampire Squid. Yay. <laughs> um, and then we also had at the end of the week, we had one of my um, colleagues, a scientist, Adam Bari, and then a former colleague, my actually my former roommate, so a good friend of mine who used to work at Ambari and now is at Scripps Oceanography. Together they wrote um, an op-ed for the New York Times and about deep sea mining and the impacts that it will have that are far beyond the seafloor. And I will link to the article. It, find, it got published. They started writing it, I would say, even more than a month ago now. And it kept getting... They, you know, it's it's a big deal to have an op-ed in the New York Times. And um, it was just really exciting that it got published on Friday. So I'll link to that as well. And so we just had this like, yeah, I mean, I felt like I had, I ended the week, the work week on a very high note. And then Yesterday, I just really, oh, I went for a run eight miles with, so my running buddy, Liz, and I are upping our mileage. We're going to do a half marathon just on our own together. Um, we decided that it would be good for us to have a goal so that we would just keep increasing the mileage. And I haven't really been doing that. I haven't done that in a couple of years. I took I mean, I've been running, but I hadn't been running longer distances in a while because I just didn't feel like I had the um, bandwidth for it when I was doing teacher training. And then, yeah, I just, it just aligned now that we're doing this. So we got to, we're running, we got the park pass so we can drive into the park. We used to park outside and run in. And then you're kind of running along this road for a mile and a half before you actually get into the park. And it's just really nice to start running in the park. It's if you, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen lots of pictures of Nicene Marks. It's all, it's the redwood trees and so beautiful. So we did this eight mile run and got to one of my favorite spots is this beautiful little bridge. It looks like a Japanese bridge in the middle of the redwoods. So, and it's way out there, you know, like, um, I guess it's four miles, <laughs> not way out there. Cause we go there and back, we don't do a loop, but it, um, it was just really fun to get back into that and to be doing this consistently running long, longer mileage every weekend. And, um, and then during the week we do just a couple of like five mile runs and feels really good to have this consistency. And so I will say that part of it is like, in if you're still in some form of quarantine or you know whatever your personal situation is um 
taking care of yourself is number one. And, and I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean it in a self, you know, self love, like you have to be healthy and vibrant and full of energy to be able to give to others. So those of you, there are many of you who listen, who are healthcare workers and, um, healers and all, and, and fitness instructors or fitness, you know, like yoga teachers also, like all of us have to be in our highest vibration in order to be of service to other people. And so that's, yeah, like I ran eight miles and then took the rest of the day off, really, Cause I have, there are no days in the week really where I have like nothing going on. <laughs> so, um, so I give myself that and then our, the power went out. So we're in the midst of this heat wave here, coastal California. Um, many people think that California, like when I say I live in California, I'm in Santa Cruz County. I live in Aptos. It's 50 miles, about 50 miles south of San Francisco. So it's pretty far north. It's, we're middle, you know, of the central coast. And it's not like LA where it's, you know, warm all the time. It's, it can get (laughs) um, pretty dreary and foggy in the summer. And then often in the winter, it can be quite nice, actually. (laughs) And it only generally only rains in the winter. And then, um, so we have this just, it's very temperate. Our winters are mild, but it's chilly, like 30s and 40s at night. Um, But then it may get to 65 or 70 during the day, or it may be raining. So, it's really interesting. And then in the summertime, we often get these days where it's just foggy all day and it doesn't get above 65 and you don't see the sun. But we're having this major heat wave and it's actually the entire the entire coast. Like it's very hot in Southern California right now as well. And But this is like really on, it's unusual for coast, like I'm right on the coast, not, I don't live right on the coast, but I'm within walking distance of the coast and it's 90 degrees today. And yesterday it was a hundred, like that's hot and, um, unusually hot, unseasonably hot. (laughs) And, um, I realized that many of you live in places where that's normal. (laughs) And I came from a place, I grew up in a place where that was pretty normal in the summertime. But we don't have, (laughs) at least I don't have air conditioning because it's like we don't really ever need it. And so it's just like this tricky thing where you close the windows and the shit, the, you know, your curtains or your shades during the day to keep it cool in the house and then open everything up at night. Cause I will say the beauty of it is that at night it still does get cooler. It's like 65 or 70, very pleasant sleeping weather. However, last night we had this amazing, 
electrical thunder and lightning, like classic summer thunderstorm. And it was super intense, like woke me up out of sleep. It was like three in the morning, something like that, maybe two in the morning. And it was, yeah, loud thunder, lightning, rain, and then it started raining and it rained multiple times this throughout the morning. And I was just so grateful, like that we were having this beautiful experience. Oh, and it got super windy too. It was just like, and I really connected, even though I was sort of like half asleep, connected to the beauty of nature and the power of nature. And like we had all the elements, you know, we had fire and uh, water and wind, air, space and earth. And it just was this beautiful experience that I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure many people would notice it and be like, oh, wow, that was quite a storm we had last night, but they may not like take in the awe, you know, with awe and wonder. But, um, I guess that's what I, you know, and then actually this morning, so I will say I didn't, it's not like I went, I got up and went outside, (laughs) but apparently a lot of people did because then all these people posted some, you know, like people who are really amazing photographers, like amateur photographers or even professional photographers posted beautiful photos of the lightning in Santa Cruz and all around. It was so beautiful. And I was just so happy for rain. Like we, it's, you know, California is a very, very dry place. And, um, when we get rain, it's a big deal. (laughs) Um, so, and especially now, you know, in this season, I don't think it accumulated too much, but it still felt really cleansing. So it felt, yes. So that's what I will say is that it felt like this, um, yeah, this tumultuous energy clear, doing some clearing. So I also want to say that we are in the, we are now, we now have five planets in retrograde um, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto are all in retrograde right now, and they will all come out at different times. And it's, it's again, it's this going inward, doing the self inquiry. Um, I won't go through what each thing means. I highly recommend Rose Theodora's, um, Instagram for learning more about retrogrades I also highly recommend space weather transmissions. I'll link both of those if you want to learn more about astrology in general. But, you know, Paramatma really teaches about what the retrogrades are really for. And they're really beautiful times of um, reflection and re-evaluation. Retrograde, all the R, (laughs) re, all the (laughs) re-words. Re, you know, just reconnection, re-evaluating all of these things. Um, so I just wanted to do a quick, yeah, a quick update on kind of reminding all of us 
that seeing the magic and the miracles that are around us, it's a choice. Um, in, and all of it happens every single day. We have, we have things you might call, you might label as good or bad happening every single day. And we have miraculous things happening every single day as well. So please, you know, just, I invite you to, um, sit with that and see what it, what it brings up for you, number one, and what you feel needs to be reevaluated in your life and, and maybe set some intentions for what it is you're releasing and what it is you're calling in and what, what this new earth that we are all creating together would look like in your, you know, in your imagination, in your vision, because when you set the intention in a powerful way, you can, you can create these realities. So I, you know, I also just personally feel that it's important to curb the um, news, the news cycle ingestion and really be aware and intentional about what you're consuming physically, what you're consuming in the media, what you're consuming, um, even music, all of it is, is something that it's going into your subconscious and your unconscious. And we, I really do believe that a lot of what's happening right now is intentional, um, intentional manipulation. And I mean, some people like the president of the United States isn't even trying to hide it. Right. He, he never really did. He's like, I do what I want. I don't care about any of you. Um, but there's a lot of other things going on that I believe are really truly intentionally trying to manipulate us in a way that is for other people's gain. So I think it's really healthy to question and to listen to yourself. Like you don't have to do all the research and find, I mean, if you feel called to do that, then go for it. But, um, you don't necessarily have to go down the rabbit hole of like figuring it out for yourself, but because you already know in your heart. So go within, ask the questions and listen carefully. You have to have your perception open. And this is every sense in every sense. We all have, we are all clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient, claircognizant. And did I miss any? There must be one more, but we all have those to varying degrees. And I invite you to notice what's your strongest one and what is, um, how do you receive your messages and really work with your higher self on that, on, on that communication. This is the moment. 
If, if not now, then when? If not now, then when? All right, you guys, I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, I also want to mention that I have added um, a few different options for my healing, working with me one-on-one on my website. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, but just so you know, I have a website, thirdeyescience.com, and there's a tab that's offerings, which would be um, like these healing circles I do. So the next one I haven't yet planned, but I'm sure there will be one in September. And then um, there's another tab that says one-on-one. And I've created some different options so that it can be, there are some short, really short sessions to make it accessible to anyone. I also am really excited because I just finished my Kundalini Reiki master um, session with Hillary and Sat in uh, Mansion of the Heart University, University, and it's just so beautiful, such beautiful energy, and I'm really excited to work with these new tools. There are so many different kinds of specific healing techniques that are associated with Kundalini Reiki, like birth, healing birth trauma, healing DNA, healing past lives, healing... Um, situations. It's so incredibly powerful. So, um, if you are interested in working with me one-on-one, just, um, check it out on my website and then contact me on the contact page. All right. Love you guys. Satnam. Satnam.